Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, an RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and sometimes GM, Zach, and this is the continued adventures of the Heart Points anti-hiatus, where we are once again bringing you a different game with some new and returning guests. I am very, very excited about this game because it is one of my favorite games, and I have not yet played uh, the supplement that we are going to be playing for it. But let's talk about that in a minute. First, I want to introduce who is joining me today. I'm going to start with a voice that you've heard a few times before. It is my brother, Gavin. Gavin, hello, how are you? Hey, I'm Gavin. Uh, I go but uh, he, him. Super excited to be back on Hard Points. Gavin is also, Gavin and I do the podcast Chasing Chocobos. So I'm just going to throw that out there really quick. True. Which we do, do that is actually a, like this is a pretty final fantasy ass game which you will find you haven't just, you've never played this before right uh, i have not but from the description um i'm imagining a lot of like if uh was it Ivalis vibes yeah yeah, yeah it, it does actually have a lot of Ivalis vibes yeah so i'm super super excited to be like in this setting i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, next, also uh, returning for another anti-hiatus game, is my friend Tori. Hey, thanks for having me back. Guess this means I didn't do too bad on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> no, our Ross Rifles game was so good. It was really fun. It was so fun. I'm, I'm excited to be back. I've played Fall of Magic once before um, and really, really enjoyed it. And so I'm really excited to play this one. Zach knows that I love anything that has to do with pirates. So even though we don't necessarily have a pirate in the, in the setup, you know, who's to say, who's to say one might not come along. It's true. I'm I'm really, really excited. Thank you very much for joining us again. Oh, sorry. I I forgot my pronouns. Oh, no, uh, that's what you want to state them now? Yeah. I use she, her, hers. Yeah, I'm actually looking at some of our prompts for when we get on the ship, and you can definitely bring in pirates if you want to. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Great. Uh, and a new voice on Heart Points that I'm very excited to be joining us is Maya. Hello. Thank you for having me, even though I am less proven than the other members of this group today. No, we've played a few games together, and you are you. That's true. very yeah. excited. I'm very excited too. I have also played this once before uh, with Tori, but not this iteration of it. So very excited. Um, my pronouns are she, her. Great. I'm, I'm super excited to have all three of you on. So uh, as you may have surmised by now, we are playing Fall of Magic, one of my uh, absolute favorite games, an absolutely beautiful game. But we're doing something different, a game, a version of it that I have not played. Uh, called uh, Songs from the Axe and Fiddle. It is a supplement that Ross Cowman and Heart of the Deer and the Corn put out a few months ago, I want to say. I had totally forgotten that I backed it on Kickstarter and then remembered it just in time for this. And we're going to be playing the Song of the Stormwing, which I'm very excited for because it allows us to play with my one of my favorite aspects of this game, which is the the islands. So it's all, it's largely spent on the islands and I'm very excited for that. So let's start with making our characters. Uh, what are you guys, are you guys feeling anything? Are you in any particular direction? I have to say, I love the name Pockets. That's all I've got right now, but I do Pockets love the name. Pockets is such a good name. Pockets is a great name. That is a really good name, actually. 
<laughs> I didn't even notice that one. Yeah, it sneaks by you the first time, but mm-hmm, if everyone is okay with it, I would love to be Pockets. You should take it. Take it. Excellent. We could do like the whole thing. Like you could be Pockets, someone could be Zipper. <laughs> we can be all, all of us could be different accoutrements like <laughs> i'm into it i mean if not real names that's a really badass like team name <laughs> like team, team, team to have you know yeah, yeah i like olive a lot as a name i'm leaning towards zephyr i like the name red i knew you would i knew you were gonna pick red i mean obviously you're so predictable mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Zephyr, uh, and I'm, I'm really debating on a title. Um, the titles in the, this supplement are really interesting and cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I fe- I'm feeling myself pulled toward Disgrace of the Academy. I knew it. I knew it. It was going to be one of us. One of us had to be Disgrace of the Academy. You can be. No, 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 but I'm torn, so I'm between that one. But that wouldn't get me where I want to go with Pirates, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, why are you a Disgrace? Ooh. It's a good question. It's a good question, Maya. Yeah. Just I just, I feel like I could go Academy or I could go more like Hardcore Sailor slash Pirate. That's true. Slash Stowaway. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm going, I'm, in, I'm being pulled in two very different directions, which is to mm-hmm. say I haven't made up my mind yet. Okay. Well, I usually go the Academy route. I feel like whatever game we end up playing. So I don't know if I want to go against type or not. Disgrace is so good. Disgrace is so good. <laughs> I'm pretty partial to Barber. Mm. So if no one is, uh, has their eye on that, I think I might snag the Barber. That's so interesting. I think I want to go with Rat. I think I want to <laughs> be the Rat of Badwater. So you guys would be from the same place? Yeah. I love the idea too, Gavin, of you being like Red Barber. Like... <laughs> 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 you only cut... The hair of red, red-headed people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very niche <laughs> for a business. I'm going to go with Disgrace of the Academy. That's Take too it. fun. All right. So then I think then I will probably go, like, lean into the sailing aspect. Ooh, I'm going to do Survivor. Olive, Survivor of the Stormwing. So the premise, the setup for this song is that the captain of the Stormwing uh, has no memory of how they have lost... Their, their ship. And so we are joining the captain aboard the Sea Wing um, to see if we can help the captain regain their memory, find the Storm Wing, or figure out what is, what is happening. Let's make this broken sword the captain. And then we are all going to move our coins to Estalia, where our game begins. Now, uh, on your turn, you... Uh, we'll each get to move our coin to a location on the, or to a scene on the location and use the prompt to narrate or role play a scene. Once we've all done a scene in a location, anyone, uh, you can either repeat scenes in different locations or move the captain to the next place. But we are beginning in Astalia. And then I'm going to recite like the start of the song. And then I don't know, how do we want to, what order should we go in? I <laughs> Should we roll for it? I don't... Oh, I, I wouldn't like to go first. I'd like to see something because I haven't played this game before. I just kind of want to mm-hmm. see like how scenes work out, if that'd be okay. That's yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll I'll take the first scene and then I think we can just kind of play it by ear and then we'll just kind of rotate. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The Song of the Stormwing. The Stormwing has vanished, and the captain has no memory of its fate. We prepare to sail the sightless sea and recover what we've lost. So I am going to start in Nazad Station with an unexpected reunion is the prompt. And I don't think we're going to... So in a base fall of magic game, we don't describe the, we don't describe the first like major location prompt. Uh, And this is my first time playing a song. So I'm assuming we don't start with the location prompt. Um, No worries. Then that means we just, we we fucked up when we played. (laughs) (laughs) We just could not get enough of the location. Yeah, we really wanted to talk about the location. (laughs) I mean, so, well, we can. So like, is No, it's fine. (laughs) No, I, I, I defer to your experience here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think some of that stuff might come out, and I'm I, I'm gonna probably ask y'all about it as well. Um, so I'm starting in, in Nazad Station, and so, and the prompt is an unexpected reunion, and I'm trying to decide if this reunion is with the captain of the Stormwing, or with Olive, the survivor of the Stormwing. So, um, Olive, do you think you would know uh, Zephyr? Or do you think, um, do you know where you maybe, where do you think you hail from? Probably Astalia, I think. Because it's uh, the location closest to the sea. Like, I think I probably grew up in Astalia, knowing that I would always end up on the sea somehow. So I think this is, this is my hood. All right. Do do you wanna do you wanna have a reunion with uh with Zephyr? Sure. So I think we um so Nazad Station is a major station in the the massive port city of Istalia, and it is a it's a busy station. Nazad Station leads uh it's it's this huge train station and these these massive um steam trains are constantly like coming in and out of Nazad station and Zephyr is coming in to the station. Um, and Zephyr has this, um, this pack. Uh, they have like, what were they doing out West? I think they were trying to, I think Zephyr was trying to make it rich. Zephyr is from Badwater uh, which is just, um, and Gav, uh, Gavin, since you're also uh, the, since you're the barber of Badwater, you might also have insight into what Badwater is like, but I'm kind of picturing this uh, very low district where all of the runoff from Estalia and the sea kind of converges, like a lot of sand, a lot of st- like still water in the streets that uh, is just stinking and like there's, algae everywhere it's moldy down in bad water the the streets are very narrow um and zephyr is a rat and he is an actual rat folk um he's a he's a rodent 
and he's trying to get his Warren, his family, out of Badwater. And he takes every job he can. And he went out west trying to make money. And I think he wants to be a scammer, but he's not good at it. And he got scammed and is now back penniless with all of his wares have been scammed, scammed from him. So I think he like has this empty pack and he, his, his fur is like mottled and messy and he steps off the station. And I think he got a letter from a friend that he knew, uh, a sailor that he knew named Olive. If Olive is open to that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense too for them to have worked together before, especially if Zephyr has like takes any job they can. Then I think Olive probably contracted them at some point. Yeah, I think all uh, I think Zephyr steps off the train and onto this busy station, and in the crowd he sees Olive, and he kind of like scratches under his chin uh, and walks over, and he goes, "Hey, uh, I got your uh, I got your missive. What's uh?" What what what's going on? You said uh, you have a job for me, maybe. Uh, I, you know, I was I, I had a lot going on out west uh, in the mountains. I was really I was I was this close. I was I was this close to making it. So you know, I hope this is a good. I hope this was a big job, Olive. How many how many times you've been this close to making it, Zephyr? Just remind me. It's a. It's been a few times, but this time, it, it, for real this time, though, I was this close this time. I could, what, I could what feel happened? it. What happened? I got some bad. Did you get got? Yeah. I got got. <laughs> they said that they were Stormguard soldiers, and they, uh, I thought that they were legit, but uh, they weren't. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if I'd been out there another week, I could have... I could do you have a job for me? I might, yeah. Trouble is that myself and the captain are the only ones who can really give you the details. And we don't have them. Uh yeah. <laughs> okay. It's pretty weird out here, uh, Zephyr, my friend. And basically what I need you to do is help me unweird it. It needs to be un unweirded. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Olive, uh, any, anything I can do, anything I can do to help. Cool. So our ship is lost and I don't remember how we lost it. What? Yeah. How do you lose a ship? Olive, how do you lose a ship? It's a great question. It's a really great question. Like a boat? No, like the other kind of ship. (laughs) Yes, a boat. Yes, a boat, Zephyr. How long were you? uh, So here's a question. Like how long, how long have, has Olive been a crew member Mm. on the Stormwing. So I think Olive's been sailing for a while, most of her life at this point. But I don't think she's spent all of that time on the Stormwing. I think that she probably got her start on a different ship and has been hopping around probably a few years, enough to have some sort of connection to the captain. Um, not, Not a deep bond, but like, you know, one just born from experience. Yeah, so I'd say maybe two, three years. She's been she's been with the Stormwing. Uh, so I think Zephyr's like, well, where's where's the rest of the, your crew? Is, is where's the rest of the crew? So it's it's me and the captain, and that's you, it. Lo- you lost the crew too. Yes, I mean yes, I, yes. 
Oh, is this a safe? Wait, who's going to pay me? What if I told you that we had some pretty valuable stuff on the Stormwing before it was lost? Ah, so if we find the Stormwing, we find the stuff. I mean, you're going to have to talk to the captain about that. He controls the purse when we find it. Not okay. me. Okay. But, you know, I think that would be where, that would be the way that payment would be handled. We're, at this point, we're pretty desperate, and I knew we could trust you. Right? You know, you and I, we go way back. Uh, I, I know you were, your work ethic. I got work ethic. Yep. Out my whiskers. Yep. I Listen, Zephyr, I know this. I know this about you. Okay. Uh, and I think the two of them are, like, making their way, like, out of Nazad Station. Um, and, um, like, Zephyr's like, so when do we, when do we head out? Uh, another great question. <laughs> you know, you just... You got, you got all these really great questions, Zephyr. Um, so we head out when we have enough people to try and mount a rescue of some kind. Um, so right now, again, it's, it's me, the captain, and you, which isn't, which isn't enough yet, I don't think. Uh, so, but as soon as we have enough people, as we feel comfortable mounting a rescue to an unknown location, then we will head out. Uh, and I think at this point they're like outside of Nazad Station, and they're at the um, like huge like flight of stairs that leads out into the rest of Astalia, uh, and we see all of the people walking and talking, and like uh, carts being hauled. And uh, Zephyr turns to Olive and says, "All right, well, uh, you know where to find me when uh, when you're ready to head out. Okay, I'm gonna go check in on Ma and Pa and." Sis and sis and sis and sis and sis. And he extends a little paw. I shake his paw. Listen, this better be worth it. Hey, uh, do, you, do you have any recommendations of people who you think could join, could join this, this, uh, this, this adventure, this quest that we're going to go on? I'll, I'll put my whiskers to the ground in Badwater and see if uh, everybody, everybody needs a job in Badwater. All right, only people, only people we can trust, though. I just... Right. Right, for your very, very, for your mission that has definite payment and also has, like, a definite goal and also... We have a goal. Come on. That, the goal is find the ship, find the crew. That's the goal is to find a ship in the sightless sea, Olive. That's, like... It's a, it's a defined goal. You said it wasn't defined. That's very defined. All right. And, listen, I believe in us. They're people, you know, they're my friends out there. We gotta find them. Uh, okay, Olive just... All right, give me I a just call. don't want. I just don't want it getting out that like, the captain lost his crew. You know what I mean? Like, I, he doesn't want that. I don't want that for him. All right. So, <laughs> you want me to find somebody on the DL who yes. will take a job to go out and find a disappeared boat in the sightless sea for maybe no payment. Well, we'll have to talk to the captain about that. I think you know. Again, we 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 will will use any help we can get. Okay, great. I trust you. You got this. Uh, and I think uh, Zephyr turns and like kind of waves as uh, he starts making his way down the stairs and heads back to Badwater. I think that's the end of Zephyr's scene, uh, which was a long scene. Who uh, who would like to go next? I can go. The pockets, the disgraced academic. I think she would be at Starfall Academy, where the prompt is, how you fix what is broken. Well, I think she's trying to fix something that is broken, which is 
her career because uh, she spent the majority of her academic career up to this point working on a theory that she feels very strongly about that I want to say has something to do with the sightless sea. Unfortunately, her colleagues did not find uh, that her work passed the sort of academic rigor that they required of their institution and turned her into a bit of a laughingstock. So I think that she has been sort of shopping her ideas from place to place, hoping to find a place where she is like respected and also can continue to pursue the, this research. But um, it's taken its toll on her, I think, emotionally and self-esteem wise, um, being a laughingstock in your field sucks. So I would say when she enters Starfall Academy, which is sort of, I, I imagine, like a very classical sort of like Ivy looking institution, very traditional, sort of impenetrable looking, gives off the air of like elitism. She is probably drunk or um, on, I mean, it's a magical universe. So whatever, some, something, she's under the influence of something because it's just been really hard to cope. <laughs> and she's sort of at her wits end here. So I want to say maybe we find her as she is exiting um, an office of some professor or another, and she is very flustered and she looks very upset. I think it's clear that her pitch to this institution has also failed. Um, she sort of, this was her last hope. Estalia is like at the edge of where she's journeyed. Um, and now she feels a bit at a loss as to what to do next. And I was hoping that perhaps she could bump into somebody. Yeah. Do you want to, is, is there a character in particular or uh, I'm wondering if, so if you're working with the sightless C, I mm -hmm. wonder if the captain might be here. Mm. I also want to throw out, I, I've been thinking about this. Um, could we retcon the captain's pronouns? Oh, I didn't even remember. Us I love that. Cause as soon as you said that, I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Wait. I, 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 I said his, but I, I want it to be her. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm all about that. I didn't even are, know. Are people comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm totally, am. I didn't even notice that we had uh, locked in pronouns yet. Cause I was also thinking her, uh, she, her for the captain's yeah. pronouns. Yeah, yeah. When, I was, when I was talking to Zephyr about, I don't want that for the captain, I, I accidentally said, I don't want that for him. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the captain being, uh, using she, her pronouns. Cool. So, uh, do you want to run into, like, the captain? Do you want to run into, like, who, yeah. who do you think? I think it would have to be someone who could help get the ball rolling mm. uh, on, on this. So, like, captain would be good. I don't know what the captain would be doing. Well, I mean, I could move to a bar. I've just failed. I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> it could be that the captain has heard about your theory. That's true. Yeah, I would say that maybe, maybe in sort of, um, again, the, the desperate effort to legitimize my work, I've, I've maybe, like, maybe I have put up uh, poster flyers around the city, just seeing if there's any interest or something or whatever fantasy equivalent. Uh, of that. So, so I think that there's a chance that somebody would have heard, heard of me or mm. maybe someone wrote an article about me in the paper or something. Mm. Um, so I, I think the thing I'm thinking about is I'm interested in exploring this idea of Olive being like a recruiter, mm -hmm. like going out and finding people for this mission for whatever reason. But 
I was just in a scene and I don't want to hog scenes. <laughs> I mean, I think narratively it makes sense, but also there's a lot of different ways we could do it if somebody else yeah. wanted to do it. Zach uh, just muted me, so. Sorry, I meant to <laughs> unmute myself and I accidentally <laughs> muted Tori. Um, so I guess that's that answer. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, no, I like I like the idea of Olive being um, being a recruiter too. I wonder what that means about the state of our captain. Mm, if if yeah. she's not if she, like if she's sending Olive out to meet everybody, that's interesting to me. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like Olive, you're coming out of a building, or are you coming out of you're, an office? You're Olive. Uh, I'm. Yes, I'm Olive. <laughs> I think that, well, I think that this would maybe, this could say something interesting about Olive potentially, um, since you're in this like scouting mode. I guess it would, I don't want to put words in your character's mouth, but it would maybe make sense if you have an idea of the kind of the roster that you're looking for. Mm. Maybe you would be hanging around the academy. I think I may have been keeping tabs on you. Ah, okay. My work precedes me. Yes. I think I saw, I think I saw your flyer. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. In the street. And I think I figured it was only a matter of time before you went to the, what is it, the Starfall Academy? Mm-hmm. Because I figured that's where smart people hang out. <laughs> and you, you're, you know, you're a professor or something. I don't, I don't really know. An academic. So I think I'm probably, I probably was keeping watch outside the main building. Like, try to lay low and just keep my eyes peeled for you. Okay. Um, for me specifically. Yes. Yeah. You must yeah. have had a, a, a portrait of yourself up included in your flyer so that I know who to look for. Or, I mean, like, probably not a lot of disgruntled folks sort of, like, angrily walking through the halls of the hallowed institution. I don't know um, if I know that you're, an- like, why you're angry. Okay, so, so I guess we should establish then the flyer was just, like, I'm trying to get the word out about this, um, the, the theories and research that I have about the site list. I think that's the reason I'm contacting you is because I think somehow your work is connected to the ship's disappearance. Yeah. Um, all right. So I am uh, storming out of this I, headmaster, however, whoever you want to call it, office. Um, I'm carrying a bunch of papers, looking very um, frazzled and upset, sort of like muttering to myself because I am under the influence of something. I think I bump. I like. I hit you. I run. I run right into you. <laughs> And I think Olive sort of is like steps back. I don't think Olive falls to the ground. I think she's sturdier than that. But mm. um, I think she says, hey, excuse me, excuse me. What? You're the, what? You're the one with the, the theory, right? Something about the sightless sea, something, something. I think that her demeanor shifts, but now it's just like um, suspicious. Like maybe, who wants to know? Uh, can, I, can I buy you a drink? And I think I just sort of, um, I stare past you for a second and uh, I am thinking about how shitty this day has been (laughs) and how even though this is a perfect stranger (laughs) who has just approached me in a place where I did not expect to be approached by anybody um, and I just got rejected again. So it's like a long pause. It's like a weird pause. I think it's it's so long that I'm sort of like shifting (laughs) from foot to foot like uh, why the hell not? Let's go. And then I say you're buying like I didn't hear you the first (laughs) time. Yep, that was the offer. Yep. yep. Uh huh. Do you want me to? And I think we start walking towards the nearest bar. I don't have any preferences. And I think mm-hmm. I offer like, do you need any help with the those papers? They seem important. Papers. Uh, don't don't touch these. Okay. 
They must be very important. All right. Uh, listen, if this is another prank or uh, if you're from, if you're from Richfield Academy, I, I don't want to. What the fuck is Richfield Academy? Great. Let's go inside. <laughs> I think we opened the door. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, on, on weekends, it's probably very well trafficked, but I feel like it's, it's early on a weekday. <laughs> I don't think there are many people in here. And I think I, I'm not, I'm here for business. So I think I just try to seat us at the nearest booth and I mm-hmm. wave, uh, you know, someone over and I just ask for, you know, two of the house specials. Uh, so who are you and what do you want? Uh, my name is Olive and um, I don't fully understand it, but I saw a flyer that said that you had a theory about the sightless sea. And here's the thing. My boat disappeared on the sightless sea. And I think you might know why. Your boat disappeared. Yep. Were you were you on the boat when it? See, where that's, were you? Some, that's one of the things I don't remember. So the captain you and I. You don't remember. Yes. Okay. So the captain and I are the only ones still in Estalia. We remember being on the sightless sea, and then now we're here, and none hmm. of the crew is here. Uh, and it, I think she like. She's got all her papers. I think she shuffles them around and, and she pulls out um, this like packet of papers. She's sort of like flipping through it and she um, opens up to a map of the sightless sea and she says, can you, can you show me where? And, and you can see on the map, uh, there's been like, a, there are a lot of markings. Like it looks like this map has been um, gone over several times with like different scribbles and there's like circles. It looks like a very convoluted treasure map. Can, can you, and she just like points it, uh, pushes it over to you. Can you, can you show me where you, where it disappeared? No, because I don't remember. Like, I Fuck. Just, okay. Yeah, I, I just told you that I didn't remember. So, no, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't point to it. You're supposed to be the smart one here. I am. <laughs> You're the only one who thinks that these days. But uh, the good news is I, I, don't, I don't have answers to your questions. But I am working on answers to this question. Did you know your boat is not the only thing to disappear? on the sightless sea. I thought those were just, you know, stories. Ah, people think they're stories, but they're real. And I mean, just, apparently, because I haven't, just because I haven't been able to prove it in, in an academic setting yet does not mean that it's not real. I believe you. Thank I you. believe that your ship disappeared. Thank and you. I would be very interested in helping you solve this problem. Great. Cause I have nothing else. End of sentence. I was, I, was wait, I was waiting for you to finish. I have nothing else to, to lose. And I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them that they were wrong. Who, who was wrong? Them. They're all wrong. Listen, hey, you sound like my kind of person. My name's Olive. Olive, nice to meet you. I'm Pockets. Pockets, what a great name. Hey. Hey, welcome to the crew. Hey, hey, Olive. I love hey. this. I love this for us. You know what, Pockets? So do I. I love her getting steadily more irate at, at like, some amorphous them. <laughs> She's bitter. I love that about her. As, yeah, same. All right, who would like to set up the next scene? Um, I think we're going to find Red in the Badwater District. Um, and the problem for that is uh, what they think of magic. Um, because Badwater 
is kind of in kind of the rundown. There's a lot of stagnant water, lots of algae. Um, I think a lot of people in bad water are like mistrusting but, or distrusting, I don't know, um, of magic just because they, I think in Astalia, more of like the nobles uh, use magic and rely on magic more. And in bad water, th- most people are working like with their hands and a lot of manual labor. And that's why Red is actually a, the barber in there because he can't, he can't really do magic. He doesn't understand magic. So he's, he's surrounded himself with people that think like he does. He's just kind of, he doesn't trust what magic can do. And I think if it's okay with uh, Zephyr, uh, that he would probably bump into him. Yeah, uh, that feels natural to me. I didn't even realize that I talked about how my hair, like my fur's unkempt, and I fr- mm-hmm. like I didn't make that connection when I said that as I got off the um, as I got off the train. But like, I might need a barber. Yeah. So I do have a question about Zephyr. You said you are a rat person. Yeah. How like stature wise? Like, are you smaller than the average human or are you uh, I, just a big rat? I think I'm a big old rat. I, I think I'm okay. like five feet tall maybe, but like I, um, I'm i kind of like hunched over. I like I got like that rat stature where I got like my my head is a little bit lower than my shoulders. Okay. Like kobold-esque? Yeah. Okay. I don't think business is really great for Red. So he's he's trying to just help people at this point. I think he's a very jovial, just overall big dude. And I think he sees Zephyr and he just kind of goes over and, he's just, and says, hey, you, uh, you look like you need a little bit of cleaning up. Are, are, you just, are you like approaching me? Are we outside your shop? Like, am I like walking in the, like, where are we that you approach me and offer me a haircut? Well, it's the district. It's the Badwater district. So I think it, we're just both walking through the district and I'm trying to find people that, you know, need help. <laughs> you're just a You're like mangy, like everything, like your fur and stuff. I think, mm-hmm. I think I point, I single you out because of the unkemptness. I love, I love the, the, the like, in your faceness of your marketing strategy. <laughs> hey, you look like shit. Let me cut your hair. <laughs> do you have a bar? Do you have a shop? No. <laughs> well, okay. Where do you cut? All right. Hold on. We have My to house. do this. Zephyr like looks around and Zephyr's like, where, where's your, are you, are you offering me a haircut? Yes. Yeah. He like looks around and like, where, Where's your Where's your shop? My house. Follow me. No. Why? Listen. Sorry. Hey. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have any coin. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm. Don't worry I'm, about it. Don't. You're gonna give me a free haircut? Yeah. If If you tell people about me, then absolutely. Come yeah, on. Okay. You, All right. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. This is bad water. It's bad water. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just. I think I lead Zephyr back. Uh, to my makeshift like barbershop. I've got like a seat in front of a mirror and like scissors essentially. And like a straight razor, I think. Is so, okay, wait, 
It's well, it's well kept. Like it's it looks in your clean. House. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I think Zephyr sits down. And he goes, "No, this is actually really fortuitous because uh, uh, I'm about to come into some good coin. Uh, so uh, you know, if you could just kind of clean me up because I gotta look good. I, I haven't seen my mama in in months, so actually yeah. this would be this would be nice. Absolutely. So are you you're from around uh, Badwater? Badwater, born and raised. Oh, me too. Me too. It's funny how I haven't bumped into you. Maybe I have. I don't know. Well, yeah, you might not have bumped into me, but you might have bumped into my dad or my mama or my sister or my sister or my sister or my sister. Interesting. Yeah, we're a big family. Big family. Big family of, of rat folk. Mm-hmm. I do the, the basic barbershop small talk, right? Yeah. But I think maybe somehow magic got... Oh, I... I um, I think Red asks Zephyr about this whole big, because you mentioned uh, a job, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I ask what the, I ask about the job. Uh, craziest thing: a friend of mine uh, who was a, who's been a sailor out on the sightless sea for a while, uh, their ship vanished on the sea. So we're going out looking for it. It's gonna be a big bounty. Think it's magic? Yeah. Yeah. Red? What? There's monsters out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so apparently she and she and her captain just appeared in Astalia after the after their ship disappeared. So doesn't sound like monsters. No, not at all. Huh. Say, uh, you you're not one of those barbers that are that can uh, are surgeons too, are you? That particularly. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a real shame because I bet the ship could use a surgeon. I mean, I, I've done a couple amputations here and there, but... I mean, that sounds... Yeah. You ever seen a sailor with peg leg? That sounds like, that. you know... I was My told to find people. The infection rate's pretty low for when I do it. Oh, I do that's do good. It. So, I mean, I, I'm always looking for a bit of adventure. You got a good survival rate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think about... What do you think about the sightless sea? I... I don't want anything to do with it particularly <laughs> if the boats are missing, but man, the stories I could tell coming back. Oh, maybe, maybe that'll land me in a better place. I think Zephyr kind of looks around your barbershop and is like, uh, your, your quote unquote barbershop <laughs> and is like, you know, if you came and lent a hand, you get paid and could probably turn you could probably actually buy a storefront or at least a street stall so that you're not bringing strangers into your house. Well, ideally, yes. That is, sounds like a good plan to me. But you're scared of magic. I, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think Red kind of like lowers his head a little bit and he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of scared. How's, how's the haircut? Like, how is it coming or, like, quality-wise? Yeah, quality-wise. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Like, so, he, Red is a really good barber. He just doesn't have the coin because he keeps giving out free haircuts. <laughs> just hoping word of mouth will pay off. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, just, he's just a, like, jovial dude. He's just like, I'm just going to help some people. I, I, I get along. He does, like, odd jobs on the side, I think, to, like, eat. Here, here's an important question. How was Olive's hair when I met up with Olive? 
Olive has never given a shit about her hair. Okay. So it, it doesn't. It didn't look any worse than it usually <laughs> does, but it generally looks very bad. Very, okay. very knotted. Okay. Red's gonna have a word. Word with Olive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Zephyr's like. Uh, I've never been on a ship. But if there's one thing that I know sailors need, it's somebody who knows how to use a pair of scissors. So listen, if you need a job, I can hook you up. It's just going to take going on the sightless sea. I think I'll take you up on that offer. And last, or well, and then uh, Olive should get her own scene. I've been in like almost everyone's scenes. Um, I'm wondering if it would make sense for all of us to be in the last scene as like a way to get ready to ship out. Uh, we could do that if you want. We could also do that when we move the captain to the sea wing. Mm. We could like all ship out. Um, but if, if you want us to all meet up, if you like, if you want your scene to involve everybody, we could do that. Yeah, let's do, can we do all four of us in the Gilded District? The prompt is what you cannot afford. What would it take for the captain to also be part of this? Like, there's only four players. Would, would someone also then be the captain? Yeah, so, uh, well, it, I guess it might depend on how much you want the captain to be active. Mm. Um, you could ask somebody, or you can just narrate what the captain is saying. We did talk about, at one point, it being sort of mysterious as to why the captain needed Olive to sort of be the, be the recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, if we wanted to, like, play up that mystery more, potentially, I can see that also being an angle. Actually, sorry, I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to do my scene in ma- the Marketplace of Magic. The prompt is a strange price. And so I think, yeah, I think what I'm hoping for is I know that something, something strange is afoot. I have tried my best to assemble a team who can help us figure it out. <laughs> who knows how well that's going to go. Um, but I also think that, I mean, Olive's a sailor. I think she's very superstitious. Um, and so I think what she's doing in the marketplace of magic is that she's looking for some sort of token or omen that will not only protect them, but will guarantee them success. So I'm wondering if someone is willing to be like a merchant selling their wares, their mystical wares in the marketplace. I think I have an idea for an artifact um, so I would be willing to, but I've also been in a couple scenes, so if anyone else wants to be, wants to take on, you should. I say go for it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think there's this, um, this sort of grizzled old, uh, sailor who has set up shop in the marketplace of magic, uh, and he has, uh, he has all these artifacts from, that he's brought in from the Sightless Sea, and I think he actually sees you, Olive, and I think he points to you and he goes, you there, you need help. I think Olive is very surprised um, to have been singled out. And so I think she like, and I also think the marketplace is pretty crowded. So the fact that he like picked her out of the crowd is also some sort of, si- feels like a sign to her. So I think she like sort of wades through the crowd and like pushes people aside um, and she stops she comes up to him, and I think she's like, how did, how did you know? How did you know? Who told you? Ah, the sea has told me that you are a lost sailor. Is that true? 
Yeah. You've been out on the sightless sea too long. Some unknown amount of time, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is it that you're looking for? Well, I was hoping uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back out there, and you know, I don't want any bad any bad things to happen. Uh, some bad things happened last time, and I don't want repeats of that. So, you know, I'm looking for something that can offer us, you know, my crew like genuine protection. Mm. Let and, me see your hand. And, okay. Let me see your hand. Yep, I give him my hand. And he grabs your wrist and he looks at the palm of your hand and he goes, no, no, you should not go back out on the sea. You should stay in Astalia. Why? What'd you see? Oh my God. You I spent- think she's looking, she's looking at her hand in horror. Your time on the sightless sea is over, friend. Stay offshore. Trust me. Forever? Uh, your time on the sea is over, sailor. Trust me. No, no. We all have... Only so much time we can spend in that ocean. And your time is up. Says who? Says, says you? What do you, what do you, what do you know? What do you, you can tell me something or not. I, I, listen, I, I, even if what you're saying is true, I don't really have much of a choice right now. I, I have to go. I gotta go. Mm, no, wait, so give wait. Me, give me something to protect me, my crew. Mm, he goes under his, like, his, his like bench and he comes back out and he's got this big um it's a big silver necklace um but like most of it is a solid piece it's like a solid piece with a with a chain that goes around the back um and it is an albatross with wings outstretched and like its head turned to one side and he goes if you're going to go back on the, that sightless sea and he puts it down and he goes then this is what you need. It's, it's a pretty big necklace. It's not really my style. You, you don't have anything else? Anything, like, more subtle that I can just, like, put in my pocket? He shakes his head and he says, Your time is up. If you want to go back on the sea, this is what you need around your neck. Captain's gonna give me shit for, for days. It's so, it's, alright, alright. How much? Uh, 150 gil. That's a lot. It's worth it. What's it going to do? What's it going to do? Aside from make me look very gaudy. Your sea line is over. Your sea line in your palm is gone. He grabs your hand again and he points it at you. He goes, it's gone. It's over. It's done. You can't be on the sea anymore. You shouldn't go back out. This, he taps on it and like it chimes as he taps on the silver. This is going to keep you from getting lost. Or don't take it. Don't buy it. Go back out on the sea and see what happens to you, but you'll remember that I told you. All right, so here's, here's, here's the deal. Hey, I'm Olive. He, he, nice, nice to meet you. Yeah, he takes your hand and he goes, actually, there is something else you could pay me. Good, because you know what? I don't have, I don't have that. <laughs> the, the, the thing that you said before. Uh, so I forgot that this is... So the... the the prompt for this is a strange price, and 150 gil isn't necessarily mm-hmm. a strange price. And also, this is a prompt that changes something of yeah. you. So I think what he's going to say is, I'll give you this. I'll give you this albatross. But when you return to Astalia from the priceless sea, from the sightless sea, because you will return, when you do, you take over this shop. What? Why? Why? I, I've never... I don't sell, like, why? Because there's not going to be much else for you when you get back. Do we have a deal? Sure. 
Yeah. Yep. Thank you for this necklace. I think I reach out, I put it on, and I say, uh, and I listen, it means a lot. I, I am very glad to have found something that will protect me. And when I get, as soon as I get back, as soon as I get back, I will come here to this spot to take over your shop. I know you yep. will. Great. I, we both know this. This is a thing that both of us know. I'm glad we're on the same page about it. I'm going to go. Thank you so much for this necklace. So you have, you have final say over how your title is going to change. Mm. Um, but I would... I, I want to throw out there uh, that you become the survivor of magic. I like that a lot. If you have it, you don't have to take that. I like just because I, I was the I, merchant. Honestly, yeah, I was. I didn't have any ideas on how I would change, um, which is one of the reasons I was hesitating to do this one in the first place. But I like that change. I think that change makes sense. So I think I, I push my way back through the crowd and I am not planning on coming back. They never do. <laughs> that cycles back to me and I'm going to take the captain and move us to the next location. Uh, so the next location is the Sea Wing and the hospitality of Grandmother Black. So I think we see the Sea Wing rocking in the dock and it's this big black tall sail ship. The captain of the Stormwing, whose name is Viola? Uh, what about Dante? What if, we, what if her name was Dante? I love, I love that. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was just taking names from the, from the song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, her name is Dante, is, is leading the four of us aboard the Sea-Wing. And at the, t- at the, uh, on deck, watching us board, um, is Grandmother Black. And she has her arms crossed in front of her and a snarl on her face. And she's got a big eye patch uh, over one eye. And uh, she looks to Captain Dante and says, some, like, says, this is the crew you're bringing on my ship? And Dante waves her off and goes, Grandmother... This is what I, this is who I gathered. This is my crew. You promised to help me, grandmother. I know I promised, but this, I, how am I going to feed? Is that a, you brought a rat on my ship. You know that's bad luck. Captain Dante is like, is like, grandmother, grandmother, please, we just have to find my ship. You you promised you would help. This isn't helping. And she's like getting frustrated as the four of us are boarding. Everybody can be involved in the scene. I don't know if anyone wants to talk to Grandmother Black, but I think she starts, I think we see her and Dante sort of bickering. And then Grandmother Black starts uh, kind of uh, turning to her crew and giving them orders. And then she turns to us and goes, you four aren't going to be a burden on me, are you? Grandmother, I've never been a burden in my life. Don't, I'm not your grandmother. Ms. Cap- Captain, Captain, Captain Black. Grandmother, Captain Black. I've never been a burden in my life. I could, I've sailed with Captain Dante for years. She knows this. I'm, I'm here to help. Anything you need. I think Dante vouches for you and goes, uh, Olive has her sea legs. She will be useful to us. I think I, I salute Captain Black before, I think, 
heading off to, to help. Uh, I would say that Pockets does not have her sea legs and feels kind of sick. So not talkative. <laughs> and maybe like sort of like inching towards the edge of the boat in case she needs to throw up. But she, she's got a renewed purpose for being here. So if you wanted to question her further, I think that like she's in it to win it. <laughs> um, but she feels very ill at this moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Grandmother Black just kind of, like, shakes her head and, and mm. like, starts going about her things, yelling at Dante to help her out and get, like, get stuff together. Uh, I think Zephyr, like, starts, like, sniffing around and, like, goes down below deck to, like, dig around and explore. Um, and I don't know what, I don't know what Red is doing. I think Red goes up to uh, Grandmother Black and uh, Captain Dante puts a hand on each one of their shoulders and goes, I'm very excited and also very nervous. And just walks away. (laughs) Grandmother Black shoots the angriest look at Captain Dante, like so angry with her one good eye. Hello all, your friend and new dad, Zach here, thanking you for joining us on another very special anti-hiatus episode of Heart Points. This week we were joined by two returning guests and a new friend to the show. Both my brother Gavin and my friend Tori brought their talents back to the show today, and we were also joined by my friend, the incredibly creative and delightful Maya. These are some of my favorite people to play with, and I'm so excited I got to play one of my favorite games, Fall of Magic, with them. We played the special scenario, Song of the Stormwind, from the zine supplement to Fall of Magic, titled Songs of the Axe and Fiddle. Fall of Magic was designed by Ross Kalman and can be found at heartofthedeernicorn.com. This episode was sponsored by patrons Jessica Sparks, Mark Kennedy, and Devin Preston. Thank you all for your support. If you would like to support HeartPoints, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. We've been able to do weekly anti-hiatus episodes because of the support of everyone who listens, shares our work, and donates. Thank you all. Don't forget that you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HeartPointsPod. Please reach out to us and let us know what you think of our special anti-hiatus episodes. Don't forget that we will be back next Monday with a brand new one. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope that as you return to the real world, that you have a very nice day but like a very, very nice one.